1: in the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more.
0: Biden pandemic blueprint. A two-step plan of rescue and recovery. Fortress D.C. Individuals who may have an eye towards repeating that same kind of violence. Deadly encounter at the door. No, I told you no, not use a gun! Good morning. I'm Steve Kafe and with the CBS World News Roundup, President-elect Joe Biden is out with his nearly $2 trillion pandemic plan, less than a week before his swearing in as the country struggles to get people COVID vaccines. CBS's Weijia Jang says the plan is designed to lessen the economic blow.
1: President-elect Joe Biden's plan to rescue a ravaged economy would offer direct relief by sending $1,400 stimulus checks, extending and increasing unemployment insurance from $300 to $400 a week, and providing a higher child tax credit.
0: The crisis of deep human suffering is in plain sight. There's no time to waste. The
1: Thursday night speech also served as Mr. Biden's first formal sales pitch to lawmakers, especially Republicans who will likely bulk at the nearly $2 trillion price tag.
0: I know what I just described does not come cheaply.
1: The failure to do so will cost us dearly. The proposal also includes $440 billion for helping communities and small businesses and aims to bump up the minimum wage to $15 an hour.
0: Now we're in the middle of the once-in-several-generations economic crisis. He said
1: the economic spiral is linked to the pandemic, calling for $400 billion to deal with COVID-19, including more money for testing, assisting schools and vaccinations.
0: Due to security concerns, Mr. Biden has called off plans to ride an Amtrak train to Washington for the inauguration. Security in the nation's capital is unprecedented. FBI Director Christopher Wray. We're concerned about the potential for violence at multiple protests and rallies planned here in D.C. and at state capitol buildings around the country in the days to come that could bring armed individuals within close proximity to government buildings and officials. Correspondent Jeff Pegues has more on the sweep that has followed last week's attack at the U.S. Capitol. The FBI has so far arrested more than 100 rioters from last week's deadly assault and identified over 200 suspects. That entire building is filled with treasonous traitors. Yes, sir. Death is the only remedy for what's in that building. Including Peter Stager charged with civil disorder for beating a Capitol police officer with a flagpole as he was dragged down the Capitol steps. That D.C. police officer, Mike Fanone, self-deployed to the scene. He spoke with our affiliate in Washington, WUSA. Guys were like grabbing gear off my vest. I remember guys chanting, like kill him with his own gun. In another area of the riot, Investigators say Robert Sanford, a retired Pennsylvania firefighter, threw what appeared to be a fire extinguisher that hit three officers in the head. He was also arrested on Thursday. So was Kevin Seafried, who was carrying a Confederate flag through the Capitol. With COVID deaths running at around 4,000 a day in this country, officials are promising to smooth out the massive vaccination effort. And this morning, Pfizer says it's scaling up production with a new goal of pumping out 2 billion doses this year. Correspondent Carter Evans has more from one of the states having a tough time with the virus inside Arizona hospitals.
2: It is chaotic sadness.
0: Dr. Jennifer O'Hay says it's gone from bad to worse in the ICU. We don't have enough doctors and nurses to take care of all the patients. After a sharp summer surge, daily cases and hospitalizations had declined in Arizona. Now they're soaring. Already, Dr. O'Hay says it's hard to treat everyone in her care. I worry that I won't get to a patient in time, and sometimes I haven't. What's that like? You're a doctor. You're here to save lives. It's terrible. It's the most heartbreaking thing we do. The U.S. has executed a drug trafficker for a series of killings nearly 30 years ago. CBS's Jennifer Kuiper.
2: Corey Johnson was implicated in one of the worst bursts of gang violence in 1992 that Richmond, Virginia, had ever seen. Eleven people were killed in a 45-day period. Johnson contracted COVID-19 in prison, and despite his lawyer arguing that the lethal injection would cause excruciating pain due to lung damage from the infection. He has become the 12th federal death row inmate to be executed by the Trump administration after a 17-year hiatus in federal executions.
0: A Justice Department inspector general finds the Trump administration failed to prepare or implement its zero-tolerance border policy and didn't manage the fallout. The report says officials knew the policy would lead to family separations but continued with prosecutions even when agencies became overwhelmed with migrants. The family of a man who was shot and killed by a Texas police officer during a mental health check last weekend is calling for the officer's arrest. He's now on administrative leave. KWTX reporter Katie Opperly says doorbell camera video tells some of the story of Patrick Warren's death.
2: The video shows Warren walk out of the house and shows him as he is tased by the officer. Then, gunfire. No, I told you don't use a gun! attorney Lee Merritt is now representing the family, asking for the immediate firing and arrest of the officer involved.
0: Quite a scene this morning in New York City. As crews in the Bronx work on a bus that careened off the road and was left dangling from an overpass. Jenna DeAngelis of WCBS-TV.
2: Video shows the MTA-articulated bus, which has that accordion-style center, partially hanging off the overpass. Sources tell us it appears the center part of the bus likely stopped it from actually crashing onto the roadway.
0: Seven passengers suffered injuries. Toyota is going to pay $180 million to settle government claims that it failed to fix and report pollution control defects on its vehicles for about a decade. We can't get to Graceland in the pandemic. On this way. Two hour long online tours of Elvis's Memphis estate are now available. A $100 ticket also includes virtual views inside Elvis's jets and a walkthrough exhibits and artifacts in the complex. It's a sad day in the neighborhood. Joanne Rogers has died at 92, the wife of the late TV legend, Mr. Rogers. Reporter Shelby Cassese.
2: A concert pianist. (laughs) Joanne performed for decades, including for the young viewers of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood.
0: Not so much to show off her prowess at the piano, but to
2: encourage children to like music. Fred and Joanne Rogers met in college and were married for over 50 years, up until Fred's death from cancer in 2003. Joanne remained heavily involved in Fred's work even after his death wanting to ensure his mission to make the world a better, more understanding place continued. A
0: 1952 Mickey Mantle baseball card sold at auction for a record $5.2 million. It's believed there are only six of its kind in existence. That's the World News Roundup, produced this week by Matt Cherry and Paul Ferry. I'm Steve Kathan, CBS News.
2: You can listen to Happily Never After, Dan and Nancy, early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts.
0: For more than two centuries, the White House has been the stage for some of the most dramatic scenes in American history. Inspired by the hit podcast American History Tellers, Wondery and William Morrow present the new book, The Hidden History of the White House.